Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fabulous edition of the 4th and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I am Jana, and with me here, as always, is Scott the Sherpa Sweeney. How are here you, Here I Scott? am. <laughs> Live from Rockefeller Center. Whoa, we're just coming on from location here today, aren't we? Jeez. We are. We're watching the tree <laughs> being lit at the same time we're... Uh, going over football injuries. Well, look at us multitasking. The fourth inch of show is everywhere. <laughs> it is. We're on location here. We were going to be at Indomitian Sue's uh, anger management classes tonight, but we didn't quite make it there in time. Oh, what's the fun in that? <laughs> no. Some other time. All right. Well, if you're not watching the tree get lit like the Sherpa is, <laughs> and you want to have what? your voice... Your voice heard on the show. There are a number of ways. <laughs> what? What are you crying about over there? Nothing. I'm I'm just listening intently for the injuries. <laughs> well, if you want to have your voice heard, there are a number of ways to contact us. You can call us at 347-677-1608. That's 347-677-1608. Or you can email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at the same handle. It's the number 4thninchesshow. And all week long, if you're, you can't get enough of us in just one hour, you can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on FantasyFootballSherpa.com, which has a lot of great rankings and waiver wire suggestions every week. And you can read the Sherpa's football musings on the Huffington Post. Okay. And I, I think that's all the ways you can contact us. Maybe smoke signals, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, I, I guess we should just get right into the injuries and get them over with. It's the least favorite part of the show. Um, there are a number of them this week, including a few transactions. I got a little kicker news for you, Sherpa. I know how you love that. Number one on the list is what everyone's talking about, and that is Detroit's Indomitian Sioux has been suspended for two games, which if he loses his appeal, that's... Tomorrow afternoon, he will be missing his two games starting this Sunday. But, again, check on that tomorrow afternoon. He stomped on a Packers player's arm on live television on Thanksgiving. So, that's, uh, I think he's going to be... He's lucky he didn't be, pull his arm out. Yeah, it, it wasn't pretty. But he is appealing his hearings tomorrow afternoon, so there'll be some kind of resolution in the next day or two. Also, the Jaguars are making a ton of moves. Most notably, they fired their head coach, Jack Del Rio. Uh, Defensive coordinator Mel Turner is going to be the interim head coach. They fired their wide receivers coach. The team got sold. There's a lot of moving pieces, and they're going to be on Monday Night Football this week. So what better way to get thrown into the fray? 
Good luck to Mel Turner <laughs> or Mel Tucker. I, Texans lost another quarterback this week. Matt Leiner broke his collarbone at the end of the first half on Sunday. Rookie TJ Yates is now the starter. He came in for the second half. Houston Kellen Clemens last weekend, and they signed Jake DeLone this week. So they've got a whole bunch of interesting backup options behind TJ Yates. They are losing quarterbacks at an alarming rate, though, so that's not good ever. The Vikings placed wide receiver Michael Jenkins on IR today, as well as a number of their defensive players. It has been a tough couple of weeks out in Minnesota. Thursday night this week, we're going to be seeing the Eagles and the Seahawks. We already know that quarterback Michael Vick will not be playing because of his still injured ribs, and wide receiver Jeremy Macklin with his hamstring and shoulder injuries will not be playing as well. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, the running back, is questionable and for tomorrow night's game with a toe injury. And they are also looking at losing a couple of cornerbacks as well, which is not a good sign at all. Dolphins waived kicker Shane Graham this week. Dan Carpenter's still limited at practice, so I'm not really sure what they're doing with their kicking situation. Seattle lost one of their receivers as well, so it's not just the Eagles playing hurt. Sidney Rice went on IR today after suffering his second concussion of the season, and that's already on top of other shoulder injuries. He's had a tough year. The Jaguars waived wide receiver Jason Hill and signed running back Dewan Harris off the practice squad. Like I said, a lot of moving pieces out there. Broncos linebacker Von Miller had thumb surgery to repair a strained ligament this morning. He's going to try to play, but there are some reports from John Clayton saying it could be a couple of weeks till he's back, so keep an eye on that if you have the defense on your fantasy team. Lions running back Kevin Smith has a high ankle sprain. He's been limited and missing practice all week long, so that's definitely not a good sign come fantasy team uh, roster setting. So... For what it's worth, I don't know how good the running back situation is out in Detroit at this moment, with Javid Best still suffering from his concussion. Raiders running back Darren McFadden's also battling his own injury with his foot still not being healthy. He's probably a couple weeks away, and he's one of a number of Raiders who missed practice again today. We'll get to that in a minute. Bears quarterback Jay Cutler said he could be done for the season with his thumb injury. He's got two pins and three screws in it. I think we already knew that he was probably done for the year, but we'll see what happens there. Peyton Manning had another exam today on his neck to see if his spinal fusion has fully healed. Uh, He should have results tomorrow. Whether or not the Colts make those public is another story, but he still is trying to play this year, which I think is crazy. Panthers tight end Greg Olson had a collision in pregame warm-ups, but ended up playing on Sunday, seemed to be okay. Hopefully he's fine for this week as well. Rams quarterback Sam Bradford re-aggravated his high ankle sprain during the game on Sunday and has been limited to practice. He's only been taking half the snaps, but he's optimistic that he'll play this week, something to keep an eye on. The Rams did get a bit of good news with wide receiver Denario Alexander being a full participant so far at practice this week. It seems he's finally recovered from the bad hamstring that's kept him out the last five weeks, six weeks, five weeks, I think. Cardinals quarterback Kevin Cobb took a full slate of practice, full snaps today, which is an excellent sign. Uh, they were hoping to have him return last week, but turf toe, Playing on a turf field in St. Louis, not a great combo. So it looks like he's going to play this week. Keep an eye on it as things can change very quickly, as we've seen with him the past few weeks. But hopefully he's on the field for the Cardinals. 
Jets running back LaDainian Tomlinson and wide receiver Jeremy Curley both returned to practice t- today from their both having sprained MCLs in their knees, suffered both during the Patriots game, but it looks like they're both going to play this week, so that's good for Jets fans. Giants wide receiver Victor Cruz has been limited practice. He's got a hip injury. It's the first we've heard about it today on the injury report, but he's planning to play, as does running back Ahmed Bradshaw with his own foot injury. Wide receiver Hakeem Nix missed practice with a rib injury. He is a little more questionable. Mario Manningham was inactive on Monday with a knee injury. He's also not practicing as well. So those two you definitely need to keep an eye on. Victor Cruz has a, a more favorable outlook right now. Buffalo wide receiver Stevie Johnson was fined $10,000 for his little touchdown celebration against the Jets this week. Funny, but probably not the classiest move he could have made, so his pocket is a little lighter now. He didn't like Titans. that classical burst move. I thought it was funny, but, but then again, I did too. I could. I, he apparently has texted and left messages for Plaxico Burris. They're fine. He apologized. Quite frankly, I thought it was funny. But I NFL is the no fun league, so there you go. Now he's ten thousand dollars poorer. Titans tight end Jared Cook was limited to practice with a concussion. That's going to be something you're going to have to wait and see come Sunday. Bills wide receiver Naman Roosevelt has been limited with a shoulder injury he suffered last week. He was limited as well last week, so wait and see on that. Um, It's probably a shorter list to say who actually practiced for the Raiders, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you who didn't. Wide receiver Jacoby Ford still battling a foot injury. Kicker Sebastian Janikowski still has a bad hamstring, even though he kicked about a gazillion field goals last week. Wide receiver Denarius Moore has a foot injury, and running back Darren McFadden also has a foot injury, which I alluded to earlier. They all did not practice. It looks very questionable for all of them, except Janikowski, who will probably play through it again. Browns running back Montario Hardestay re-aggravated his calf injury late last week uh, on Saturday, I think. So he How many calves did he have? I guess a few. <laughs> okay. He, he's been missing practice all week. He did play a little bit, but it was in a decreased amount last week. Peyton Hillis, shockingly enough, fully participated in practice with his hamstring injury. It's something very new and different, so I don't know what this world we live in is with Peyton Hillis being healthy, but we're all going to find out together. Bengals running back. <laughs> Bengals running back Cedric Benson has a foot injury, and wide receiver Jerome Simpson has a knee injury. Both missed practice today. Keep an eye on them. Bucks quarterback Josh Freeman was limited at practice due to a right shoulder injury, which he was also battling last week. Seemed to have no ill effects, so I would assume he's going to be fine again this week. Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones didn't practice with a hamstring injury. Shocker, he's been dealing with that all year. Michael Turner didn't practice with his own groin injury suffered Sunday during the game. Texans wide receiver Andre Johnson was limited with a knee injury. I fully expect him to play. Broncos running back Willis McGahee is sick. He missed practice. I wouldn't worry too much about that. But Eddie Royal missed practice with a toe injury. That is going to bring a few more question marks come later in the week, so keep an eye on that. Vikings running back Adrian Peterson didn't practice with his high ankle sprain. Again, that's going to go down to the wire, I would assume. And Dallas wide receiver Miles Austin and running back Philip Tanner both missed practice with their hamstring injuries. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Miles Austin again this week, but we haven't decided for sure yet. And we've finally reached the end of the line on injuries. It's my favorite part to be finished with. All righty, are we ready to go with the games for this week? I, I think we are. You ready over there? 
Yes, we have a live studio audience tonight, but uh, we certainly do. So, the first game up um, on Thursday night this week is Philadelphia at Seattle. Philadelphia, Vince Young's going to be playing quarterback, and I think they're going to take this twenty-eight to twenty. What do you think, Jenna? Uh, I think this game's going to be a hot mess, and I, I'm real concerned. Uh, the Eagles' defense is pretty banged up. They're down a lot of cornerbacks. They're down a lot of offensive players. Seattle's not much better off. So I I don't expect to see a ton of scoring in this game. I I really don't. I think Philly wins just by proxy of being a marginally better team. Although it's a short week, they went to the West Coast. If there's an if you can call Seattle beating them at this point an upset, it's got the potential for it. But there's some fantasy value on the Eagles for whoever actually decides to play. Obviously no Michael Vick this week. Vince Young for me is really only a two quarterback league play. He is inconsistent at best, and he's making a nice habit of throwing interceptions and making poor decisions, which I'm not a big fan of, especially as a fantasy owner. So proceed with caution there. Even though the Seattle matchup looks tasty on paper, it may not be as good as you think. Running back with Sean McCoy. (laughs) That's true. Good point. LaShawn McCoy is questionable with a toe injury. Uh, This is a fairly recent development. I'm a little concerned about it. I... I would still start him if he plays because he's LaShawn McCoy and he's one of the best running backs in the league. If he thinks he can go on the toe injury, I'll believe it. But make sure you've got some other running backs you know are 100% healthy to kind of cushion the blow if he doesn't get as many snaps. I would play Deshaun Jackson. Hopefully he doesn't get benched this week. I'm starting Jason Avant. Tight end Brent Selleck, I'm saying no to. Jeremy Macklin, no, he's not playing. Riley Cooper is an interesting flex, deeper league spot, especially as Macklin out. Cooper's been getting some targets. And I'm going to say no to the defense and maybe to kicker Alex Henry. The defense just has too many holes right now. I'm I'm not interested. For Seattle, the only guys I really like on Seattle this week are wide receiver Doug Baldwin and tight end Zach Miller. Uh, Marshawn Lynch is questionable for me just because the Eagles' run defense is pretty good. Wide receiver Ben Abumanu and the uh, Seahawks' defense are question marks for me. I would stay away from quarterback. Um, Tavares Jackson is probably with that pectoral week after week. Wide receiver yeah. Mike Williams and kicker Steve Hauschka. And, yeah, they're really going to feel that loss of um, Sidney Rice. And maybe Baldwin steps up, and maybe he's somebody that if he's still on the um, on your waiver wire, he can help you during the playoff weeks because Seattle has a quite favorable uh, schedule against passing defenses the next three weeks after this one. But uh, you know, like you said, there's, there's this will probably be a pretty low-scoring game, especially for Seattle. Yeah, I this you know a few years ago would have been a good matchup, but it's not 2006 anymore. <laughs> exactly. So let's keep rolling here. All right. So the first of the Sunday early games, we've got Tennessee at Buffalo. Tennessee, they look like they're probably going to make the playoffs, and the question now is whether as a wild card or whether they're able to overcome Houston and all their quarterback difficulties or not. Buffalo, unfortunately, their season is headed south in a hurry after a promising start, and I think both of those trends are going to continue. I think this will be a close game, but I think Tennessee wins it 24-21. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say Buffalo is going to win this game because for whatever reason I'm the only person who still thinks Buffalo has some wins in them. 
I like Tennessee a lot. I like what they're doing. I'm just a little concerned about Chris Johnson still. And I think Buffalo has the pieces. It's just a matter of putting them together at the right time. And I think this week at home against Tennessee, it might finally be the right time to get back on the winning track. But it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to go down to the wire. Fantasy-wise for Tennessee, I'm going to start Matt Hasselback. I'm going to start Nate Washington. Running back Chris Johnson, I guess I, if you've got the, I guess the cushion around him that you've got running backs that you know will produce and you can take the risk that maybe he doesn't have huge games, then go ahead and start him. But if he's your number one running back and you don't get the production, it's going to be a problem because it's very feast or famine with him right now, and that concerns me. Tight end Chris Stevens is a maybe for me. The rest of the wide receivers, I'm not really excited about. Nate Washington's the guy out there right now, and he's the only one I really trust. Um, Kicker like Rob Ronan. Damon Williams, I'm on the fence about. I think he's all right, but I just. Eh. Matt Hasselbeck's throwing ambidextrous right now. I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> <laughs> Kicker Rob Baronis, I'm going to say maybe two and maybe to the defense. I could be persuaded either way. So for Buffalo, I think I would start Stevie Johnson. Hopefully he'll tone down his end zone celebrations this week because I think he will get in the end zone again at least once. Tight end Scott Chandler. He had a good start to the season and tailed off for a while. Now he's back up Love again. Scott Chandler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's he's somebody that you definitely want to consider starting this week. Quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick on the fence about him. C.J. Spiller not really terribly impressed last weekend. I think, again, if you have to start him this week, great, but I hope your playoff fate doesn't depend on him. Same thing with wide receiver David Nelson and the Bills defense. I would stay away from Tashard Choice last week. I thought he was going to be a really good play, but the Bills obviously are... I think he gets more he gets more involved this week. I think every week's gonna be better for choice there. I, I hope you're right, but I'm I'm just not sure. For whatever reason this is yeah, I mean I, I can't explain what's going on with him, but I thought if ever there was a week when he was really gonna be featured it would be last week and it didn't happen. Maybe you're right, maybe it happens this week, but so I wouldn't bet like on four it. Days. Yeah, true, but I mean, how many plays do you have to know to run the ball between the tackles or run the ball outside? I just Well, I imagine they'd like to know a few. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, just basically tell them run between the tackles, run outside, whatever. I I don't know. I I just, I think if they were going to, if they were impressed, they would have used them more. But we'll see. This weekend will tell. I just wouldn't, again, want to bet my playoff fade on that if I were needing to win this weekend to reach my fantasy playoffs. Johnny White, same thing, all the potential in the world, but I wouldn't want to bet my playoff fate on him, so stay away. Wide receivers Brad Smith and Naaman Roosevelt, stay away. And uh, whoever they use at kicker this weekend, whether it's Ryan Lindell, who's still questionable with his shoulder injury, or Dave Rayner, if they still start him, I, I think you stay away because I just don't think Buffalo puts up that many points against Tennessee this weekend. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, next up is the game that got moved out of the Sunday night primetime slot this week. New England was supposed to be hosting Indianapolis, and of course when the schedule makers put put the slate together last winter, of course they thought Peyton Manning was going to be quarterbacking 
the Colts and not Don Orlovsky. So, anyway, be that as it may, Patriots at home, heavy favorites as well they should be. I think they win this game by at least two touchdowns. I'll go with a final score of New England 38, Indianapolis 20, and I don't think Don Orlovsky uh, gets Dan Orlovsky gets that much done even against that uh, terrible Patriots. <laughs> Dan or Don, neither of them. <laughs> Whatever his name is. I think it's Dan. Um, well, I think this is rightfully should have been moved out of prime time because it's it's not even going to be fair. This is one of those games that the networks take you away from because it's not competitive enough come halftime. It's, it's going to be a long year for the Colts regardless of who's under center. I don't think Dan Orlovsky is going to really make or break this offense. As much as I'd like to see him get a win, it's not going to be this week, and I sincerely doubt it's happening. So because of the fact that New England's got a shaky defense, but it's still the Colts who have an extraordinarily shaky offense, tread lightly with your fantasy players from the Colts this week. Don't start Dan Orlovsky. There's no reason to. (laughs) Quite frankly, there's not a lot of reason to start the majority of the guys here. Reggie Wayne and Pierre Garçon, maybe. Uh, The running back situation with DeLon Carter, Donald Brown, all maybes. Uh, I like Donald Brown a little better. He he, He got in the end zone at least last week. But tight end Jacob Tammy, another maybe. Say no to the defense. Say no to the kicker. It's just—it's not even a fair fight. <laughs> Do you think Terrible. it would have been fairer if Curtis Painter were still their quarterback? I thought he'd been—he was doing a little bit better. I, I think, unfortunately, they made him and the defensive coordinator the the scapegoats. For well, I off. think we've all learned this year that the quarterback of the future after Peyton Manning is not on the Colts roster right now. So, if nothing else, we know that. That's about all we know. That's that's a fair assessment. Of course, they haven't had a chance to sign Sage Rosenfeld yet, but hey, you never know. He's he's not eligible this year, so <laughs> it's true. not going to be the year for Sage. No, that's that's a Sage comment on your part. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> all right, New England, bring it on. New England. Quarterback Tom Brady, I'm going to go out and on the limb and say start him this week. Running back Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, start him. Wide receivers Wes Welker and Deion Branch, start them. Start tight ends Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. Start the defense. Start kicker Scott, um, Steve Goskowski. Don't start the water by boy. Start running back uh, Danny Woodhead. No, actually he's a maybe for me. So you know, only if you have to. I would recommend not starting him if you can help it. Running backs, Stephen Ridley and Shane Vereen, don't start them. And Janet's favorite player, Chad Ochocinco, questionable with a hamstring injury. Do not, I repeat, do not start Chad Ochocinco this week. I still think there are some touchdowns in his future. It may not be this week. Oh, my goodness. You're going to be saying that in week 17 still. I might be. I might be. (laughs) (laughs) I won't lie. I might be. (laughs) All right. So now we'll move on to a game which should be closer, if not more interesting to watch, and that's the Jets at Washington. Jets bounced back with a win last weekend. Obviously not so impressive. Washington bounced back with a win last week, and everybody had Roy Hulu on their bench except for me last week, and that was only because Adrian Peterson was on my squad and had to sit him. Otherwise, there's no way Roy Hulu would have been in my starting lineup either. But this weekend, I think... 
the Jets continue stumbling along towards the playoffs. Not sure whether they make it, but I think they pick up the win this weekend. I'll say Jets 21, Redskins 17. Um, I'd, I think both these teams are a mess. I don't really think either should win the game. I'm not game. disagreeing with you. I just, I'm going out on a limb and saying one of the two has to win the game. I'm hoping that somehow both can lose. I don't think it's possible, but I'm, I guess I'm going to say the Jets are going to win this game mostly because I'd rather the Redskins lose more than the Jets. But quite frankly, this is going to go down to the wire. It could go either way. I, I, uh. This is one of those games that the network might be that um, that CBS might be cutting away from this game, even if it's close, to show you updates of Indianapolis and New England. That's how bad this could be, or how yeah, unwatchable unfortunately. this could be. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> but I guess there are still people you should or could be starting on your fantasy team from the Jets. Mark Sanchez, again, probably only should be a two-quarterback league option, Uh, His chances this week for success are marginally better, but he's still not an elite quarterback. So there's that. Just keep it in mind. (laughs) The running back situation is... (laughs) I've never said it before. I know this is very shocking. (laughs) Maybe Pete Carroll was right after all that Mark Sanchez wasn't ready for the NFL. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, the running back situation is a little dicey because everyone's a little dinged up. Sean Green, I'm probably thinking about starting, but he's not going to be my number one back. LaDainian Tomlinson, while he's coming back from his knee injury this week, I don't expect him to have a huge impact, so he's much more a maybe. Tight end Dustin Keller is a definite start for me. Wide receiver Plexico Burris and Santonio Holmes, I'm good with starting. Beyond that, I'd say no. Mark Sanchez isn't accurate enough to be starting as many wide receivers as you would on, say, the Packers or the Saints. Kicker Nick Folk, I'm going to say yes to, and the defense, I'm going to say yes to as well. Hopefully, Darrell Rivas looks a little better than he did last week. All right, for Washington, I would start running back Roy Hulu, tight end Fred Davis, Janet's favorite player, and the Redskins' defense. On the fence about quarterback Rex Grossman, wide receivers Jabari Gaffney, Jabbar Gaffney and Santana Moss going up against such a secondary and I would stay away from running backs Ryan Terrain and Evan Royster, wide receivers Terrence Austin and Anthony Armstrong, and I would stay away from kicker Graham Gano. Gano. That's enough of that. So <laughs> now, moving on, we've got another fantabulous matchup with the Carolina Panthers against Tampa Bay, and this might be another game where the network cuts away early. I guess this would be a a Fox game, so that yep. means that probably Matt Millen or whoever their lower tier uh, announce their lowest tier announcer is will have the pleasure of covering this game. But I think this isn't going to be close. I think Carolina wins this. Uh, I'll go and say, see, I'm going. I know I'm going out on a limb here, but I say Carolina <laughs> wins this game by at least ten points. I'll go Carolina 31, Tampa 20. I think Tampa Bay is going to make it a lot more respectable than you think. I I. Honestly, think either team could win this game, and it's not just because I'm a Cam Newton hater and a Josh Freeman apologist. <laughs> he might not even play this week, so you can he's apologize gonna, for him being on the bench. He's gonna. He was battling the same shoulder injury last week, and he played. He's gonna be fine. Well, if he's gonna anyway. be fine, and they lose by 20 points, he's not fine. Listen, it's gonna be okay. I think it's gonna All be right. a close game. I still down. believe in Josh Freeman. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, next year Josh Freeman will be throwing to Chad Ochocinco, and you'll be in heaven. Listen, I will be the only one who enjoys that, probably. Yeah, but it's all probably. right. I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay. What do you think you of can, Carolina? You can start Cam Newton this week. You can start Williams and Stewart if you have either. Um, tight end Greg Olson I like a little better than Jeremy Shockey, even though Greg Olson had a little fender bender in practice or in pregame warm-ups. <laughs> Still ended up being all right. Wide receiver Steve Smith and Legadu Nane, I'm going to say yes to. The defense, maybe. Kicker Lindo Mare, maybe. Brandon LaFell, any interest? Mm, not really. Jeremy Shockey? Jeremy Shockey was a maybe. I like Olsen a, bit, a okay. little bit better. All right, I missed you there because of the deafening in studio audience here. <laughs> so. For Tampa, I would start running back with Garrett Blunt this weekend. I think he's going to run nuts against Carolina, as many running backs before him have done. I would start wide receiver Mike Williams and start tight end Kellen Winslow. Josh Freeman, for me, is a maybe questionable with that shoulder injury. I didn't realize Josh Johnson was quarterback for the Buccaneers when he wasn't pitching for the Marlins, but apparently that's the case. Leads a double life. Yeah, he leads a double life and apparently is quite successful at keeping that hidden from us all, at least mm-hmm. on the football very, side. Very much so. <laughs> yes. Uh, wide receivers Preston Parkin and Aurelius Banner both maybes for me. Stay away from wide receiver Des Briscoe. Stay away from the Bucks defense and kicker Connor Barnes. All right. Let's keep rolling. Next, next up we have the rematch between the Steelers and the Bengals. I think it's going to be a close game just as it was two or three weeks ago when they last played, and I think the outcome – is going to be the same again. I think Pittsburgh wins a close game, and I'll take them to win this one, 24-20. Uh, you know what? I don't have much to argue with that statement. I agree. <coughs> Shockingly enough. I'm we can going skip this to... game, then? <laughs> no, I think we should tell people a little about it. I'm going to start All Ben right. Roethlisberger, Richard Mendenhall, uh, Mike Wallace, I'd say yes to Antonio Brown, maybe battle, maybe. Emmanuel Sanders, no. Uh, tight end Heath Miller is a maybe. I think there are better options. And I'm going to say yes to defense and maybe to kicker Sean Sweezen. Pretty This game's being played in Pittsburgh, right? E- no. Yes. Uh. <laughs> okay. I just do you have team. Cincinnati or should I just win it? <laughs> I do. I do have Cincinnati. I have okay, why don't you give them the roll too? <laughs> do you want to do you want to refute any of the Pittsburgh statements? No, you're 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 great. What what do you think of Cincinnati? Um Cincinnati, I'm a little bit more concerned about this week just because number 1, they're going against the Steelers defense. Number 2, they've already lost the Steelers. Number 3, it is in Pittsburgh, which is not exactly the easiest place in the world to play. So, it doesn't make for favorable matchups. Andy Dalton, I'm going to say, is more a two-quarterback league start this week. He's a borderline one, so he's almost in my top 12. Cedric Benson, if he plays, is a maybe for me. Again, not a spectacular matchup. The fact that he's already a little dinged up and missing practice makes me nervous. Tight end Jermaine Gresham, I would say yes to A.J. Green, yes. Andre Caldwell, maybe. Defense. Maybe. I don't think it's going to be that high-scoring of a game, so I'd probably still start the defense over some of the other matchups, but no to kicker Mike Nugent. What do you think about Jerome Simpson? He seems to have fallen off the edge of the earth the last couple well, of weeks. Well, part, part of it is 
he got arrested. The other part of it is well, that, that was a long time been, ago. He had good games after that. Yeah, but he's also been dealing with some injuries. So he's been missing practice time when you're young. That affects you. It's arrested development. Uh, <laughs> Come on, what would this show be without those kind of interjections? We wouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> we wouldn't be anywhere, that's right. And we still aren't, but that's okay. We're having fun doing it. We're okay, we're okay. Oh, should we go on to the next game then? Maybe. It might It might be nice. All right. So now we've got the, the Kyle Orton revenge game. That is, if he actually plays. Otherwise, it's not the Kyle Orton revenge game. So then and it's the almost that, Kyle Orton revenge game. Then it's the almost Kyle Orton revenge game. And that would be the Chicago Bears playing host to the Kansas City Chiefs. And, of course, the big question is, will he or won't he? Is Kyle Orton ready to play or not? I say he is, but I say it doesn't matter. I think Chicago eeks out a victory in a close game. I'll take them to Wait, win this. Let's stop the presses. Sherpa's picking against Kansas City, regardless. You know of why the I'm factors? doing that? Because every time I pick against them, they win. So I'm going to pick against them every week oh. until they win the Super Bowl from now on. Can I somehow make it required for you to pick them so that we can just stop this? No, I'm, I'm oh. pretty. I'm pretty objective. I think when Kansas it comes to City. Kansas City, as you well know. Yes. They've um, lost four games in a row. Their season is basically over. Or if they it, lost at least you row. finally admit that. We're making some progress here. <laughs> yeah, although I, I have that glimpse of hope now again that Kyle Orton is there, but that's probably oh, just no. the, oh, no. the last gasp before the body stops moving. But uh, I think that I'm, you know, either I'm way, say, I, I think Chicago wins. I'm going to say Chicago wins. I'm going to say they win pretty handily regardless of who takes the snaps. Also, I don't think there's any reason short of – some kind of big injury happening to your team that you should be starting Tyler Palco, Ricky Stanzi, or Kyle Orton this week. Notably because while Tyler Palco may start or Kyle Orton may start, if Palco starts, he's probably not finishing the game because this is going to get out of hand and they'll bring Kyle Orton in. So you just aren't going to get enough snaps out of anybody. So I'm going to just say stay away this week. Running back-wise, go ahead with Jackie Battle. McCluster's more of a maybe to me. I just it, there's not enough there for me. Wide receiver Steve Breston, he's gonna get over this hump. He's kind of plateaued here the last few weeks. He and Dwayne Bow, I'm gonna say yes to. Uh, tight end Leonard Pope, maybe. I know your your theory is that tight ends are always the crutch for quarterbacks, but I like to see who Kyle they're gonna Orton gel. doesn't need a crutch. Kyle oh. knows that oh, beer defense like the lines in his savior. hand. <laughs> He is Kansas City's savior. And Jonathan Baldwin is a maybe for me this week. I just, I know he's, he's going to have seven come, touchdown receptions this week with Kyle Orton at quarterback. You think is that is that an exact number? They're Should only going to score twenty-four points, but he's going <laughs> to score. He's going to have seven touchdown receptions. That's my prediction. All right, that that's very sound logic. <laughs> So. Um, Kicker Ryan Suckup, I'm going to say no to, and I'm going to say no. Well, actually, you know what? I'll say maybe to the defense. Caleb Haney hasn't set the world on fire. All right. For Chicago, running back Matt Forte, I think he gets off the schneid this weekend, so I would start him. Wide receiver Johnny Knox has been hot lately. Start him. Running back Marion Barber is a maybe for me, as are wide receivers Roy Williams and Earl Bennett. The defense is a maybe for me because I expect Kyle Horton to start. It's either the other two guys start the defense, 
star uh, kicker Ryan, Robbie Gould is uh, maybe for me. Caleb Haney, stay away. Devin Hester, stay away. Kellen Davis has looked better the last couple weeks, but still, stay away. There are plenty of better options. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Onward and upward, we have a game that should be one of the more interesting ones this weekend. We have Atlanta at Houston, and this would have really been a marquee game, especially if Houston weren't down to their 15th-string quarterback already. But being that they are going to be starting T.J. Yates, I just can't pick them. So even though I think Matt Ryan's going to struggle against that Houston defense, I think they'll do just enough to pull out the win. I'll take Atlanta to win this by three points, 2017. I guess I can agree with that. Even though Atlanta's defense is pretty decimated with injuries, their offense isn't looking a whole lot better. Um, but I think I agree. I kind of like what TJ Yates is doing, so I think Houston keeps it close. But I'm going to start Matt Ryan. Again, the lower end of a one-quarterback league start, much more comfortable with a two-quarterback league start this week. Michael Turner I'm still going to start, even though he's got that groin injury. He played through it on Sunday. I expect he's going to play this week. Uh, Tight end Tony Gonzalez, still going to play him, even though he's a little banged up. Wide receiver Julio Jones, as long as he gets on the field, I'm going to start him. Uh, Roddy White, definitely going to start. Harry Douglas, much more of a maybe. If Julio Jones doesn't play, Douglas immediately becomes a much better option. But, again, the Houston defense is not very forgiving. Matt Ryan's going to have a tougher day, so I wouldn't expect huge, huge numbers out of the passing game. And I'm going to say yes to the defense and yes to kicker Matt Bryant. For Houston, the only people I want to start this weekend are tight end Owen Daniels in the defense. Tight end Joel Dreesen is a maybe for me. Quarterback T.J. Yates, stay away. I don't think Arian Foster is going to do much against that Falcons run defense, so I would not start him this weekend if I could help it. Same thing, Ben Tate. Wide receiver Andre Johnson, I'm just not convinced he's healthy yet, so I would not start him. Same thing with Kevin Walters. He's not injured, but I wouldn't start him. Kevin Walters, but he's not effective either. <laughs> That's probably the bigger problem than being injured. Yeah, and a little bit. Same thing with Jacoby Jones, not injured but not effective. Don't start him in kicker, no rackers. Don't start him either. Oh, geez. We're going to have to put Sherp on IR here. <laughs> That's okay. I just coughed up along. I'm fine. Oakland That's all right. You have Miami. another. You're totally fine. <laughs> I do. I'm totally fine. If I cough that one up, that might be a problem, but so far, so good. All right. Keep an eye on it. <laughs> Oakland at Miami. I think Oakland will take this. I'll take them to win 24-20. I'm excited for this game. I'm really excited for this game. <laughs> I might be the only person who is, but I think this is going to be one of the more entertaining games of the morning. Even though Carson Palmer has only 50% of his receivers and 50% of his running backs, I'm not phased by it. I think that this is going to come down to whoever has the ball last. Whoever has the last possession in the fourth quarter. 0% of some of the others, that's okay. If you only have 50% of each of them, that would be a problem. As long as it was their their top half and their hands, I'm sure he'd be fine. It'd, it'd, no, it'd okay, work. you you've stumped me. <laughs> I'm gonna start Carson Palmer. I'm gonna start Michael Bush. The tight end and wide receiver situation gets a little bit more dicey. T.J. Hushmanzada, Chaz Schillings, Lewis Murphy, probably the ones I'm gonna go with. Darius Hayward Bay, uh, Moore, Jacoby Ford. 
it's just a little too banged up for me. I'm going to say no to the tight ends as well. I just, I'm not impressed. Defense, maybe kicker Sebastian Janikowski, yes, because apparently you only need one leg to kick 50-yard field goals, and I'm cool with that. It's called (laughs) hip-hop. So for Miami, I'm going to start running back Reggie Bush, wide receiver Brandon Marshall, and tight end Anthony Fasano, who I know that Chad is not that keen on. Nope, nope. Quarterback Matt Moore is a maybe for me this week. Daniel Thomas is maybe. Devon Best's wide receiver is a maybe. And the Dolphins' defense is a maybe. Stay away from running back Lex Hilliard. Stay away from wide receiver Brian Hartline. And stay away from whichever kicker Miami starts, whether that's Dan Carpenter, who's looking probable this weekend with his groin injury, or that acts up and Shane Graham kicks yet again this week. Don't start him either. You shouldn't start Shane Graham because they released him. Just a thought. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thought. <laughs> I guess they really do expect Dan Carpenter to play this I, week. I hope so because I don't know. Maybe they can trade for Jared Allen and have him do the kicking. I don't know. Gordon Dominican. No, they can't do that. He's suspended. So. <laughs> but for Doug Flutie, he's, he's not doing anything. All right. Yeah, that's a free time. So... Next game, Shane, Shane Graham won't be kicking for either of these teams either, and that's Denver at Minnesota. And uh, notice how I went on on a limb with that prediction, but <laughs> Kibo Mania reigns supreme, and I think they're going to do it yet again. You don't know how, you don't know when, but you know that Denver's going to be there at the end of the game. We'll probably still be yep. saying that in February when they win the Super Bowl against the defenseless Green Bay Packers. But I'll pick Denver gonna I'm gonna pick Denver to win this game twenty four twenty one. Uh I think they may I think they may win by a little bit more than that, Minnesota, while I think they have a lot of the pieces, they've got a lot of people on IR. A lot they have a lot of, of people in pieces. Uh, yes, exactly. That's the number one problem. Tim <laughs> Pivo, I he somehow finds a way to score fantasy points, even though he completes almost no passes and rushes for less than, like, 60 yards. So I don't know how he does it, but he does get some fantasy value. So if you really are hurting for somebody, it's more a two-quarterback league start. I really wouldn't put all your hopes and dreams of your fantasy team on Tim Tebow, but that's your prerogative. You don't have faith? I mean, I have faith. I have him on some teams, but I don't start him as my only quarterback. I'm not that crazy. Well, then you don't have faith. Apparently not enough. I I do have faith that Willis McGahee is going to get over this illness he has, and he's going to be fine come this weekend. I'm going to start him. Eddie Royal, I'm a little more concerned about the toe injury. If he plays, maybe. Eric Decker and Demarius Thomas, maybe. Tight ends, maybe. I just You don't know who's going to get the ball and if he's going to even attempt more than five passes, which concerns me. I think you have better options. Kicker Matt Prater is also a maybe, and I'm going to say yes to the defense. Even without, if even if Von Miller doesn't play, I still think they can hold Minnesota to less than 20 points. I think just with Tim, Tim Tebow on the sidelines, that makes Denver's defense more effective. I guess so. I guess. I mean, that seems to be the running theory right now. <laughs> yes, and it's definitely not a passing theory when it comes to Tebow. So no. Minnesota. Wide receiver Percy Harvin, if he's healthy enough to play, which he should be, he's the only guy I would start there. Christian Ponder is a maybe for me. Adrian Peterson, questionable with his ankle still. He's a maybe for me if he 
starts, I would start him. Toby Gerhardt, same thing. But if Peterson doesn't play, I still wouldn't start Gerhardt unless I had to. Wide receiver, uh, wide receiver. He might be a wide receiver too, but he's a wide receiver. Greg Camarillo, I think, might get some more playing time this weekend. I think he's somebody you could possibly start as a flex if you had to, especially if you lost Michael Jenkins. Somebody has to. Tight end, tight end, and tight end. Desante Shanko. I would. He's on the fence for me, or I should say, I'm on the fence about him and the defense also. Wide receiver Devin Aramashadu. I'd say stay away. Kyle Rudolph, questionable with a quad injury, stay away. And kicker Ryan Longwell, stay away from him, too. All right. Moving right along, as they say in the Muppet movie, Baltimore at Cleveland. This seems like this should be another mismatch, and I think it'll live up to the billing. I think Baltimore wins this by a couple of touchdowns. I'll say Baltimore 24, Cleveland 10, and I'm probably being generous in letting Cleveland score 10 points in this game. What do you think, Janet? I think there's just Cleveland's got some issues with the running back situation, which makes me concerned. Just the fact that nobody there can stay healthy or is around long enough to, you know, take any type of consistent reps with the first-team offense. So that makes me nervous. The Baltimore defense doesn't really help matters, but I think there's a lot of of people you should be starting on Baltimore this week because they've got a good matchup. I'm going to start Joe Flacco. I'm going to start Ray Rice. I'm going to start Anquan Bolden. The tight ends, Ed Dixon, maybe wide receivers, maybe Torrey Smith. I think I'm going to start this week. Normally I'm a little more hesitant on him, but I think he's going to have a good week, just a feeling. Billy Cundiff, I am saying yes to, and I'm saying yes to the defense. How about Lee Evans? I'm on the fence about Lee Evans. You're going to tell me they released him. Well, well then, there you go. <laughs> okay. They, they didn't actually release him, or at least to the best of my knowledge, they didn't. No, they but, didn't. They didn't. Okay. But I still wouldn't start him. It feels like they have. He's just not very with He's it. not very visible, right? Mm-mm. If they win the Super Bowl, he shouldn't even show up. He should be banned from the parade if they win the That's Super mean. Bowl. That's mean. We're moving on. <laughs> okay. Cleveland. Tight end Ben Watson is the only person that you should even think of starting for them this week, given their projected meager output against the Ravens' defense. Wide receivers Josh Cripps and Greg Little, if you have to. Same thing with the defense. Stay away from quarterback Holt McCoy. He's probable with an elbow injury. Running backs Peyton Hillis. Montario Hardesty, as Jana mentioned, he's questionable with his calf injury still. Chris Ogbenaya, I think he's had his 15 minutes of fame, and he's done. Wide receiver Mohamed Masakoy, stay away. Tight end Evan Moore and kicker Phil Dawson, stay away from them too. Can't argue too much with that. All right. Now, speaking of the team that Baltimore beat on Thanksgiving night, that would be the San Francisco 49ers. They're playing host to the St. Louis Rams in that wild, wacky, wonderful NFC West division, which Jenna predicted. Jana predicted, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you picked St. Louis to win this division this year? I did. Not not a great decision. I, I'm just needling you. Nobody picked St. Louis. I'll say it. It wasn't pretty. <laughs> no, but then again, it I'm looks so much Kansas better City in preseason. It seemed like the right so. idea then. <laughs> well, so did Kansas City winning the Super Bowl, but that's beside the point. So we all have our crosses to bear, so to speak, <laughs> except for Tim Tebow. And 
I think San Francisco wins this game easily. I think they'll double up on St. Louis by a score of 28-14. I I guess I can't argue too much with that. Uh, The fact that Sam Bradford re-injured his ankle makes me concerned. He hasn't even been taking all the snaps against the San Francisco defense, which is not forgiving, is not a good combination. I'm going to say... The only way you should be starting him this week is if he's your second quarterback. And even then, maybe your other quarterback's Tim Tebow and you want to start him. I don't know. Just an idea. Steven Jackson, I'm going to say yes to, just because I think that's the only way they're going to potentially score any points. And the receivers and tight ends, really, beyond Brandon Lloyd, you can give them a collective maybe because there's not going to be enough to go around here. Brandon Lloyd's the only guy I really trust on this team right now. Denario Alexander's healthy, but he hasn't played in five weeks. I don't even know if he and Sam Bradford even know who each other are anymore. But I guess somebody's got to catch the balls. I'm hoping it's all Brandon Lloyd. Defense, no. Kicker Josh Brown, maybe. I think they'll be kicking some field goals. So a thought just popped into my head. If I have a fantasy team and I've already qualified for the playoffs and I'm locked into a seed. Okay. Should I rest my starters this weekend or not? (laughs) I am of the Mike McCarthy theory that I'm just going to play everybody no matter what, not so much the Indianapolis Colts let's rest guys theory. So I say go forth with your starters. You think I should start my fantasy guys? Anyway, I thought okay, maybe, that. maybe. That's what I would do. I know, I, I think I'm You wouldn't give him the week off then? Nah. <laughs> maybe right. just a couple of days of practice. <laughs> or then I'll excuse him from practice then. So for go. San Francisco, I'm starting running back Frank Gore, tight end Vernon Davis, and the defense. That, that's actually a good Twitter question. You can tweet us and let us know whether you're going to rest your starters if you've already locked into a <laughs> seed for this weekend. Um, running back Kendall Hunter. Pardon? You can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> I just did. Running back uh-uh. Kendall Hunter is a maybe for me. Wide receivers Michael Crabtree and Braylon Edwards, or maybe Edwards is still probable with that shoulder injury. Kicker David Akers is a maybe. Quarterback Alex Smith, stay away. Tight end Delaney Walker, stay away. Okay. All right, Let's here's the game. last few games. Here's the best game of the weekend. Green Bay is going to suffer their first loss of the season to the New York Giants, but because I'm the superstitious sport, I'm not going to pick New York. I'm going to pick Green Bay in hopes that my picking Green Bay will make them lose. But if if I didn't like either of these teams and just were analyzing this game like a good Sherpa would, I would pick (laughs) Green Bay to win this game 34-27. What do you think, Shannon? I think that whatever the points Green Bay are getting this week are, I'd take them against the spread. Like, I think this is not even going to be a fair fight. I think they win by 59 and a half. Maybe. I might take it. (laughs) I don't think the Giants are going to be a factor in this game. I really don't. I don't care that Eli threw for 400 yards. He did it and still lost by 20 points. So... I think that I'm ready to start just about anybody on the Packers. I'm definitely starting Aaron Rodgers. Running back-wise, James Starks is my favorite. (laughs) Maybe. James Starks is my favorite of the bunch. Ryan Grant's a maybe. John Kuhn, great flex option. They look at him in the end zone. If you need somebody and you've got injuries, go get John Kuhn. Tight end Michael Finley, I'm going to say yes to. Wide receivers, James Jones, Greg Jennings, Donald Driver, maybe. Uh, Jordy Nelson, definitely yes. Randall Cobb, 
I think I'm going to say yes to this week. You can really pick any of the bunch, and you'll probably get some points out of it. I'm going to say yes to defense and yes to kicker Mason Crosby. I really I have zero faith in the Giants this week. Or what do you think the final score is going to be? I think that Green Bay wins by at least 14 points. Hmm. 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 I said it. Quarterback. I'm, I'm for going the Giants, there. <laughs> for the Giants moving right along, I'm for the Giants I'm going to start quarterback Eli Manning. I'm going to start Hakeem Nix and tight end Jake Ballard. Victor Cruz on the fence about him. He's questionable with a hip injury. If he upgrades to probable or better, I would start him too. Barry O'Manningham, questionable with that knee injury still, even if he is upgraded. I think I still stay away from him. Rams is Barton, same thing. Unless both Cruz and Manningham don't play and Barton actually gets the start, then I think he would be worth starting, but otherwise, stay away. Kicker Lawrence Tynes on the fence. Running backs, Ahmad Bradshaw, beat, um, Brandon Jacobs, and DJ Ware. Stay away, and stay away from the defense. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So I'm catching my second voice now. All right, good. Dallas we got three games left. <laughs> Dallas and Arizona. And yeah. I'll just be blunt and to the point, Dallas. I think they're gonna win this and you know, take the lead in the or take NFC. more of the lead, I should say, in yeah. the NFC East and I don't think this will be a close game. I think they'll win by ten points, if not more, I'll say Dallas thirty one, Arizona twenty one. I think they win by ten or less. They have a really good knack for letting teams stay in games. And Kevin Cobb coming back, I think Arizona's going to look a little better than they have. Um, Fantasy-wise, start Tony Romo. The running backs, DeMarco Murray, Felix Jones, Philip Tanner. Start Murray. Felix Jones is a flex. Say no to Tanner. He's got a bad hamstring. They've already got a bunch of healthy running backs anyway. Des Bryant, I'm starting. Laurent Robinson, I think I'm going to start as well. Miles Austin, even if he plays, is really more of a maybe. I sincerely doubt he will play. Jesse Holly, Kevin Ogletree, no. Tight end Jason Witten, absolutely. Defense, I'm going to say yes to and yes to kicker Dan Bailey, who has not missed a field goal in quite a while, which I like. How about Rob Ryan? Would you start him this weekend? Rob Ryan and his sweet flow of hair. I will start. <laughs> okay. So, Arizona, I would start running back. Beanie Wells, fresh off his 230-yard performance last weekend, start wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. I don't care whether it's Kevin Cobb or John Skelton. I'm on the fence about either one of them. Wide receivers early, Doucette and Andre Roberts on the fence about them. Stay away from LaRod Stevens howling and tight ends Jeff King, Todd Heap, and Rob Hausler. Stay away from the defense and stay away from kicker Jay Feely. Okay. Let's power Alrighty through then. our last two games. <clears throat> yes, let's do that. Detroit at New Orleans. This is the game that bumped out Indy at New England, so I'm sure Indy and New England fans will both be terribly upset, but truth be told, this will be a much more entertaining game, even without Indomitian Sue stamping on people. But I think that New Orleans is going to win this in a close game. I'll say New Orleans 34, Detroit 28. You think Detroit's going to score 28 points on New Orleans? Really? Yeah, I do. I don't. I think they're going to throw the ball all game. I think it's going to be a big game. They'll have fewer than 10 rushes. (laughs) Well, they don't have any healthy running backs. 
stealing him away from me in my leagues this week. A pox upon your houses. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I guess I'm going to start Matt Stafford since that's the only way they're getting offense this week. And obviously, Javid Best not playing. Kevin Smith probably not going to be a factor. Maurice Morris is the man to go with, I think. Tight end Brandon Pettigrew, I'm going to start. Calvin Johnson, I'm going to start. Nate Burleson, going to start. Titus Young, going to think about starting. Beyond that, I'm going to say no. Defense, no. Kicker Jason Hansen, maybe. New Orleans, again, just like with Brady, I'm going to go out on a limb and say start quarterback Drew Brees. Start running back Darren Sproles. I was also impressed by Mark Ingram last week in his return. I think they'll get him more involved in the offense this week. I think they're going to use him to potentially run out the clock at the end. So I think he'll rack up a fair amount of yardage, and I think he's worth starting. Same thing, wide receiver Marcus Colston. Start him. Start tight end Jimmy Graham. Start kicker John Casey. Right, Running back Pierre Thomas or whatever position he plays, I on the fence about him. Wide receiver Lance Moore, same thing, and the Saints defense. I'm also on the fence about them. Stay away from running back Chris Ivory and keep wide receivers Devery, Henderson, and Robert Meacham on your bench this week. Okay. I don't have too much of a problem with that. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> I'm sure it's so, a relief. All right. Now, here's a game that Janet is going to have a problem with my pick. San oh, Diego at Jacksonville. I still think I'm, I'm like Charlie Brown kicking the football, even though Lucy's pulled the ball away from me a thousand times in a row. I still think that Philip Rivers is going to bounce back this season. I think it begins with this game, and I think San Diego wins this game 24-17, led by Philip Rivers. You know, I'm. I don't think either of these teams really deserve to win this game. <laughs> that's not the point. One of them has to, or at least should, unless it's the Donovan McNabb overtime tie. Maybe it is. Donovan's got to be doing something. Maybe he's, you know, rallying to change overtime rules. But Jacksonville, maybe maybe this whole coaching uproar and new ownership sparks them into winning a game. I don't think so. I think there's too many distractions and too many people coming and going from the team this week. So I'm also going to pick the Chargers, but more under duress than you. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Same way I picked the Jets to win. I don't want it to happen, but somebody has to, as you pointed out. Next thing you'll be telling me that the that the Chargers never should have traded away David, uh, Drew Brees. Maybe. Maybe I will. Maybe the Dolphins should have signed him when they had the chance, but that's neither here nor there. Phillip Rivers, I'm, I'm going to start this week. Again, he's got to bounce back sometime. I really think he's hurt, though, so if you have any other options, I'd go with them because at least you know they're healthy. And while the matchup is better, Phillip Rivers is not 100%. There's just no way. Um, running backs, Ryan Matthews, Mike Tolbert, both maybes. I just I just don't really know where the offense is going to come from here. Antonio Gates, I'm going to say yes to Patrick Creighton and Vincent Jackson. Okay. Beyond that, no. Malcolm Floyd's been dealing with this hip thing. It seems to never go away. Kicker Nick Novak, I'll say yes to. And the defense, I'm going to say maybe to. After. For Jacksonville, I'm going to start running back Maurice Jones-Drew. I know that's a shock, but I didn't start him last weekend, or at least I told people not to start him. Yeah. Wide receiver Mike Thomas and tight end Mercedes Lewis. I start all of those guys. 
running back Deji Kareem. I might even start him just because I think San Diego's run defense is that bad. Start wide receiver Jason. I mean, wide receiver Jason Hill is also on the fence for me, and the defense is also maybe stay away from Blaine Gabbert. That almost doesn't need to be said. You stay away from him every week. If anybody is actually starting him, please tweet into the show and tell us why. Wide receiver <laughs> Jarrett Dillard and uh, wide receiver Brian Rizbisky, who's still questionable with his hamstring injury, stay away from those guys and stay away from kicker Rob Baronis. Okay, and that brings us to the end of the show. Again, there are a number of ways to find us. (laughs) There are a number of ways to find us throughout the week, and we will be back here again next Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week, and it will be my birthday, so you should all come. It's going to be fun. Am I invited too? (laughs) Yes, you are. You can find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com with all kinds of great rankings and waiver wire ideas. Find us on Facebook at Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and the Sherpa's Football Musings on the Huffington Post. We also are on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show and the same handle at gmail.com for our email address. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. One quick question, though. What's your favorite cake flavor? Um, I'm partial to chocolate cake with white icing. Classic. Okay, chocolate Pardon? <laughs> it's a classic. You can't go wrong with okay. it. Okay, chocolate cake with white icing. So everybody tweet Jana a chocolate cake with white icing. Or <laughs> or if you can't tweet it, fax it to her. Good night, everybody, oh, Jana. Thanks for a great show and early birthday wishes, and we'll see you next week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.